0: What's up everybody and welcome back, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. That's exactly what you wanted to hear, isn't it? You know that, you like that. <laughs> What's up everybody, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Sorry for the, the MIA-ness, the missing in action-ness. Um, I've had a very, very busy last two to three weeks had so many things going on with business, with just actually business, <laughs> I was going to say personal, but my personal life is pretty normal, uh, but business has just been crazy and, and 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 this is going to be a podcast about that, this is going to be a, a podcast about fingers and pies and uh, where my income comes from and, and how I manage everything and, and the tips that I can give you. If you're looking to go down this route, and and possibly another route, I'm sure some of these things cross over, but before we go into that, I want to say that I am no expert, so whatever I say may be wrong, and whatever I say may not be the thing that you should do, but I feel like I've learned some things, I feel like I've learned some things, so I'm going to go ahead and try and talk about some of those things um, as we go through today's podcast, but first of all, um, how are you? Uh, It's been a long time. Uh, Things have been so so busy for me, Uh, I've literally from the moment I wake up about 8, which is a little bit later than normal um, I'm going to sleep about half an hour later, an hour later, wake up about half an hour, an hour later So, from the moment I wake up literally 8 o'clock until about 6pm, I'm absolutely stonked Um, Obviously I train in between, but between that I've just been absolutely stonked and, and to just sit down for 45 minutes, an hour um, and then and then to think about the prep work for a podcast and then to think about the uh the uh if i need to edit to be honest i don't really edit my podcast so it's literally share and upload but just to sit around and, and, and do this i've not had the time which is just amazing to be honest because it means i've been doing other things which have been awesome to be to be a part of and, and i've got so many things coming up for the future for you guys and for my business and i just i'm just excited i'm, I'm excited guys uh, i'm going away next week in eight days of just looking at my uh my top right-hand side of my laptop right now. I'm going away in eight days. <sighs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm spending six days, I think. My girlfriend's going to be like, how do you not know this? I think I'm spending six days in Cambodia, in Sim Reap. We're going to do a little bit of traveling around there. Um, and then we fly over to Koh Lanta, which is a, 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 a Thai island um, in the Krabi province where we are doing some R and R, some rest and recovery for both of us. So we've got a little bit of traveling to do the first few days, a little bit of, let's do some sunsets, let's do some sunrises, let's do some walking. And then it's literally like, do not move me from this bench. Do not move me from this sunbed. I do not want to move. Is there someone who can bring me food? Okay, bring me some food. That's how it's going to be in Thailand. Uh, We both have worked so hard this year. Um, I literally prepped for six months then I pushed really really hard with training and business until now to be honest and I'm absolutely stonked still and I'm just trying to tidy up loose ends tidy up things to set myself up for the holiday next week um and my girlfriend has just been non-stop for Forever, and, and and she needs a rest as well. You know, to put it into perspective, I'm here complaining about my eight to six, and, and yeah, okay, I'll do some things outside of that, and also consider my like whenever I'm on my phone, I'm working because the only people that message me are my mum and my girlfriend. <laughs> Other than that, it's clients and Instagram and social media and posts. My girlfriend literally wakes up at five a.m. Um, and she doesn't get home until seven thirty p.m. Um, and she'll train in that, she'll work in that, and she she has a very very demanding job um obviously my job's pretty demanding but when you're in the comfort like i'm in my bed right now with my duvet over my legs you know like it's 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 incomparable so we are both desperate for a little bit of a rest we can't wait um so we're gonna do that anyway guys i'm just gonna finish off this coffee oh, It's coffee banoffee and hopefully it doesn't spill on my bed unless jump into the podcast so finance money but I don't like to talk about it. Um, I'm not going to tell you how much I earn in this podcast, unfortunately. Um, I feel like that's probably a story for another day um, or, or, or just later on in my career when I can actually say it's pretty impressive. But <laughs> right now, uh, we're just climbing the ladder. Okay, cool. So, uh, first of all, where's my income come from? Where, I, I, I kind of put up a post of the day. Someone said, how does it feel knowing that everything that you do relies on one social media platform, Instagram or whatever it is? And I said... I could stop Instagram tomorrow and I could keep my business going. And I wanted to just explain a little bit why that was and and and, and why that is the case. And I think it's important to to take from it was actually it kind of hit home when he said that. I thought, actually, I don't need Instagram for my business anymore, you know? and I got another another question in that same in that same QA I did, it was, how does it feel knowing that if you gave up bodybuilding you wouldn't have any business anymore? And I thought I actually don't need to bodybuild anymore for business. Like, bodybuilding is a hobby. Bodybuilding is what I do for fun. Yes, I inject myself in the arse with fucking stuff for fun. You know, but I don't need to body, I don't need to compete for money. I don't get paid to compete. Like, right? people don't follow me f- because I compete. People follow me for the info and then whatever it is that I give, you know, provide to them. So it kind of got me thinking, and, and I kind of put out a question to people do you want to know what I do with my finances? And do you want to know where I earn my money from? and, and, and this is that podcast, so in no particular order, because I can't remember the percentage off my head, but from most money to, to least money-ish, it's probably going to be wrong, but the most money I make is from coaching, for sure, um, so I'm a full-time online coach, I would, I would consider myself, when people ask what do you do, I, oh, I'm, a, I'm, an I'm an online coach, and I do some influencing on the side, <laughs> um, so I have lots of clients all over the world, um, they will pay me a fixed fee, uh, over the month or over a two monthly period initially and then they can go monthly after um, so that will be um, where a decent amount of money comes from um, or a decent percentage of my income comes from um, and this is my bread and butter this is this is this is my go-to this is where uh, this is where I want to you know build up um, over time and, 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 and improve and improve um, and then I've got my sponsors <laughs> So, for those of you that don't know, I have a few sponsors, Insight Supplements, which is a supplement brand who import things over from the from America. They are fucking unbelievable. I am absolutely gassed to have someone like this. Like, I have a really good deal with them. I get a percentage of. I could think. I'm pretty sure I can talk about this. If I can't, it's too late. Already oh, yeah. am. Um, I take a percentage of my percentage um, on the product. So, for example, say a product is thirty pound. Um, people use Josh 10 at discount, they get 10% off. I only get a percent of that, um, which is obviously not a lot, right? And, 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 and with the business in supplements, the margins aren't like massive in, in, in supplements, especially when you're trying to import them over from America. Uh, you've got to pay import tax. Like your margins get even smaller. So uh, there's definitely scope for, for me to grow into that, um, for sure. Um but for right now I get like, I just get a percentage of that. I don't really want to say what the percentage is because there's there's more athletes that that work with us and and, and we might be on different percentages and I think that's fine because we have different demands, right? My demand is gonna be higher than someone who's got a thousand followers and, and I think that should be represented in business personally. So if you for those of you guys who are trying to look for a company to work with Make sure they're they're valuing you, you know, make sure they're they're giving you what you're worth, but also know your worth, right, because you could just easily be passive and be like, yeah, that's fine, um, or you could ask for more because you think you deserve more, and guess what, what's the worst that's going to happen? No, that's too much. All right, no worries, like, that's fine, I just wanted to, you know, see where you stood, see where I stand, No, no, we can go from there. Um, I also work with Love Hemp on a very, very similar basis as well, um, but because the margins are a little bit bigger... In hemp, um, in CBD, um, I get a bigger percentage, but because it's limited product, as in it's just CBD, inevitably that that income is smaller than supplements because supplements are more in demand. More people buy more supplements. Supplements always change. CBD is always CBD, right? So I get. I think the most money that I get is is from Insight. The second most I get is probably from MediChecks, which are a uh, a private blood testing company. Um, they pay me. I think they pay me every other month. I can't really remember because they're a bit, they're a bit hit and miss of the payment dates. So I can't remember them off the top of my head. But that will be the same thing. I'll get a percentage, um, and actually, that percentage is lower than the CBD percentage. But because people need regular blood tests, because a lot of my audience are health conscious, a lot more people will use those things, and because there's more than one product, more than just CBD, for example. There's hormone tests, thyroid tests, allergy tests, all those things. like people are more 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 inclined to use it more than once um, and to use it you know technically monthly or, or, or bi yearly or tri-yearly or whatever it is. And then CBD will be there. Um, CBD will be my second least income from from, uh, from sponsors. I think just because CBD is quite expensive in itself, but also CBD, um, like I said, it's just CBD, right, so there's loads of different CBD product, project, products, but essentially, you're just getting that, you're just trying to get that single product of CBD, so I think, like, once people have CBD, they don't necessarily need CBD cream, and CBD chocolates, and CBD tablets, and CBD oils, they just need one, you know, so they're just going to invest in one, um, because CBD is a bit more expensive, it inevitably probably kicks out, let's say my audience is 16 to 30 year olds it probably kicks out 16 to 22 year olds unless they've got a full-time job because it's expensive um so it it limits so it's only a part of my audience that are gonna kind of be utilizing that and that's something to be considering when you're marketing things right you can't just be like oh students are you struggling to sleep try some cbd it's 60 pound a bottle like kids aren't going to do that right so instead you think about Oh guys, Insight have a deal on the moment. If you use Josh Ten, you get a discount. There's this sleep product that has magnesium da, 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 da in it. It's twenty five pound, but with my discount, you yeah, get this twenty two pound. You know, so if you've got if you've got sponsors who don't necessarily overlap, but the, but they target different audiences, use them to target different audiences, right? For so for example, for Insight supplements, like pre workouts are never going to go anywhere. Pre workouts will always be what people fucking want you know pre-workouts and protein they're the two things that sell best for me um and the pre-workouts always change so advertising a new pre-workout talking about these different pre rugs after i've tried them of course um is a really good seller you know and and kids i say kids because i'm old now i'm 26 16 to 23 year olds like that's 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 what's cool right that's what's cool what pre-workout can we try next is this pre-workout gonna blow my head off blah, blah, you know, like, so you've got to identify where your market is, and just target your, your marketing accordingly, um, finally, RA Optics, um, the, uh, the blue light blockers, now this is my least income, now this is probably self-explanatory, it's literally glasses you put on your head, if you buy one pair, you're pretty much set for years, unless you break them, so your repeat customer, my repeat customer, that supplements would have, CBD would have, MediChecks would have. You're not really getting that with RA Optics, um, the blue light blockers. You're just looking for one-off customers, really. So this would be something that you wouldn't necessarily, that I don't necessarily advertise that often, because if all of my 35,000 followers see that once a week. It like they already know that that's there, you know. And if they've not acted on it, they're probably not going to act on it. So what I would do, often more often than not, is wait for me to accumulate, say, another five to six hundred followers, and then I'd I'd post about it again because maybe one or two of those five to six hundred followers will see our optics, they'll click on it, they'll buy, and that's and that's the way I market that thing. So, so it's important just to understand where your markets lie, what the products are. That you're selling what the products are that your 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 sponsors are selling, you know, are they gonna be more likely gonna be repeat customers? Are they gonna be able to you know come to this place more often than not? And and, and then you can target how you talk about these things and, and work them into your your marketing scheme, if that makes sense. Um I feel like this is quite like this is good. I wish I heard stuff like this. <laughs> Self-proclaimed this podcast is good. Josh Bishop Fitness. Um I feel like this is the stuff that I wish I could hear when I when I was kind of coming up and trying to learn about marketing. And, and guys, you know, I'm no expert. I've got 35,000 followers. There are people with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers doing this stuff day in and day out, and this is just where I've learned it from. It's just about learning your learning your you know learning your market where you can where you can market cleverly. You know, I'm not gonna go to some 50 year old bloke who's just trying to change his life for his kids and his wife and be like, oh mate, you need this pre-workout, it's gonna blow your head off. More likely, I'm going to be like, "Hey, bro, this CBD can really reduce anxiety, can really maximize your sleep, um, and and then it can, in turn, improve your recovery." Blah blah blah. You know, so like knowing your market, like like that is is really really helpful. Um, so that's my sponsors. Um, they're probably where I get the second most of my uh, my income per year. I would say because it's, it's pretty frequently, that's monthly. Um, one-off posts so people will pay me for one-off posts um, very very irregularly to be honest um, and I'll also get I'll get paid for those uh, for example um, but I'll also get product to talk about um, which may not have monetary involvement so for example I recently got a gimbal sent to me a gimbal, the gimbal was like 120 quid, I need the gimbal, which was pretty handy, and they just said, we just want you to mention it in a video, you know, so cool, like, I I could just mention it in a video, um, mention it in in an Instagram post if I need to, it didn't even ask me to do that, but those sort of things, they they drive a little bit, I would say, you know, you know, i will probably get one or two of those per month, um, and, and, and yeah, some of them would be monetary. So for example, I can just probably give you things, one example. So for example, in October, I think when me and Amy went to... Um, we went to a festival and Legend sent me out some jeans and they just said, can you post about them? We'll give you some money for it. You know, So I posted about it. They gave me some money. They get some audience. Easy. That kind of thing. Now you can very quickly lose your credibility based on who and what you're promoting so if i start promoting just random shit that doesn't give me any benefit like or all my followers any benefit but then but other than me getting money that's just that's a sellout if i'm not getting stuff that that is actively helping me actively stuff that i want actively stuff that my followers would use then I think that's a bit of a sellout for example I remember back when I was starting up you know and I had these people message me and you know all the not all the time but frequently and be like oh my god yeah oh my god yeah and I used to say yes to everything but actually half that shit I'm actually looking at two other things right now some eye white teeth shiners teeth whiteners which I didn't use because I'm not that kind of person who does it loads of people use it But that's not me, and I said yes to it, and they gave me like 50 quids worth of product for free, and I just said yes to it, because I was like, oh, free product, oh, free product, you know, but you need to get yourself, you need to just not have that mentality to start off with, you need to think, okay, is this going to help my brand, is this going to help people that follow me, Um, are they going to benefit from it? I remember I said, I can see the other thing right now, necklaces, you know, I only started wearing necklaces in my prep this year, I got sent these necklaces like two years ago, and they're still sat on my desk. because I was like, oh, free stuff, yeah, I'll do it, oh, free stuff, yeah, I'll do it, and, and, and and that, in my opinion, discourages people from kind of coming to your brand, because, oh, this guy's trying to sell this, oh, this guy's trying to sell that, oh, this guy's got this for free, oh, this guy's got that for free, and instead of, for example, Legend, I bought Legend London jeans, like, three years ago when Guzman was working for them, um, and I was like, damn, these are some good jeans, and I've got three pairs of their jeans before they ever sent me any of their jeans and I'm like okay cool like this is fine uh MVMT the the watch company um the watch and jewelry company I used to use their watches and and I bought bought my mum a watch I bought me a watch um I bought a few other people watches over the years um and then they messaged me saying oh do you wanna if we send you some watches we talked about them like those are the kind of brands that you want the ones that you're interested in Um, the ones that are going to actively help your followers you know so for example Legend under Jeans they're built for bodybuilders right well not bodybuilders but they're built for people with bigger legs they're stretched they're they're really really well fitted Um, and they have a benefit to people so in these one off posts it's very like I get messages I reckon I get four or five people message me a, a week which is pretty decent asking me to either send me a load of free clothing send me a load of you know, free electronic or something. For example, someone messaged me saying, Oh, we've got this new security camera. And I just think you've not even, like, have they done their due diligence on you? Have they done their research on you? Or are they sending out their blanket email to 100 influencers and hoping that two people say yes? You know, so uh, I, I've got, I've had people, I've literally got an email yesterday, someone asking to send me leggings from babybliss.com or something like this. That's not free advertisement, by the way and I click on it, and it's an entirely female site, and I'm just like, why are you sending me, I literally replied saying, why are you sending this email, I am a man, and they said, oh sorry, you got caught up in our system, and that is just like, fuck you, you know, like you're not doing your due diligence, you're just literally casting a wide net, and trying to get as many in as possible, rather than getting your unique fishing rod out, and trying to get that 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 perfect influencer, you know, so, does the business does the business approaching you value you as because they actually know you, um, or are they just trying to use your following? Which is not necessarily a problem because that is essentially social influencing, um, but you've got to align yourself with the right brands to make them plausible, to make them real. You know, and like I would honestly believe that all the brands that I use. I'm really, really like in line with my brand and in line with me as a person and the shit that I've been doing. Like, I've been taught, I literally used to have a CBD company before I even knew about love hemp. You know, I've got blue light blockers before I even knew what RA optics is. I've used supplements from all over the world before I used insight supplements. I used MediChex for, for literally four or five tests before I reached out and messaged them. Now, I wanted to leave on that part is because if you want something, you have to go get it. If you, if you see a brand that you like and you've got something that you can offer them, then go get it. Ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. You know, like if you want to be sponsored by MediChecks, go message them. You know, I remember the guys at Muscle Mentors, they said, how did you get sponsored by Medichex? I said, I messaged them and asked them, can you send me a free test? I'll post about it. You know, if, but if you're your average Tom, Dick or Harry, say for example, even me at 35,000 followers, right, which is, insignificant but it's decent compared to some people right it's better than the person with 10,000 if I go and message Alphalete right now um despite our history um despite anything of me talking to them right now I can go message Lee or Gymshark or MyProtein or any of these huge companies and be like hey would you like to sponsor me I can post about you they'd be like no like our followers have millions of followers our followers have hundreds and thousands of followers. Why, like, what can you offer us more than they can? You know, so you've got to know your worth and don't just think that because you've got a thousand followers, you can go message like Gymshark and be like, "Yo, you need to sponsor me." You know, first you've got to drum up that interest um, and just make sure that you are doing the right thing. But don't don't hesitate to go out there. You know, if you see a brand that you really like and they're within touching distance. Maybe you've got more followers than them or maybe you've got similar followers. You know, Maybe you've got really good engagement. Tell them that. I remember I messaged... Um, who did I message? I messaged uh, about six or seven companies when I was younger um, and I gave them every single thing that I did. All of my top videos, every bit of engagement, my average likes, my average uh, post watch, my average story watches and, and, and just let people know that this is exactly what I can offer you. Are you interested? No. All right. Cool. You know that's fine. That's fine. Um, but these are all things that you should be on top of. Um, if you haven't, got, if you haven't already, switch your account to a business profile on Instagram, um, YouTube, Twitter, and you can get a lot more insights and in your engagement and your your interaction over it, over all your posts, and you can get those figures for you pretty pretty straight off um next up is going to be merchandise so obviously i sell merchandise hoodies i've got a few things lined up as well i don't want to spoil too much right now um, but a few bits of equipment for the gym that that are come branded um and those make me money as well um more often than not um from from start point to end point uh you're making a decent amount of money you know you you, you're making a decent amount of money And, and if you consider the time gone into it if you consider the the logistics gone into it, it's very very fair that you're making this money, you know. And 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 when I think about companies who are trying to build up on this, and oh, that's a bit expensive for a small brand. And I think actually no, because let's say for example my hoodies, um, so they're 35 pound when I sold them last time, right? Um, I think the fact that I had to source someone to make them. Which took hours. I had to talk about the design, which took hours. I had to hand deliver them, hand write them, hand package them, and all of this process is hours out of the day. So not only have you got the baseline price of the hoodies, whatever it whatever it may be, because obviously the more you buy, the cheaper it is. the The less time that you invest in it. Uh, sorry, the less time that you, or sorry, the quicker the delivery, the more it is. The less the slower delivery you choose, the, the, the more it is and stuff. Um, but if you consider the time, as well as the postage, as well as the, you know, the whole process of from start to finish, there's very, very fair prices, you know, and, and, and when you're working on a mass scale, those prices are just as fair because you're, you know, you're bringing in things from so far away and... Providing someone with a service, right and, and and the time put into the service has to be accounted for as well So merchandise is probably there, but because I only do one or two drops. Or I did two drops this year um, It's down my list, but next year I'm gonna aim for four which is gonna be pretty cool I think that's a good increase hundred percent increase double increase from from previous year um, Quarterly, I think that'd be really really nice and not just hoodies of course like more things as I move forward um, so those are four real main things directly related to um, me as a, as a as a person, as an influencer um, and the reason why sorry, excuse me, the reason why oh my, I've got hiccups the reason why it wouldn't necessarily matter if Instagram died tomorrow is because I've built my YouTube channel right, and, and my YouTube channel matches my Instagram channel, in fact the engagement on my YouTube channel outweighs the engagement on my Instagram now Instagram is becoming much more relevant uh, with the active like before back in the day YouTube used to be okay you're investing into someone's personality you have to like this person to subscribe to their YouTube so having 30,000 subscribers on YouTube became much more much more weight than 30,000 Instagram followers because it was just oh I like this picture click click oh I like this 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 person looks good. Click click. You know, oh good info. Click click. But now with stories, um, people are becoming a lot more interactive. You can learn people's personalities, and the weight of Instagram is very much up there with the weight of YouTube. So, in my opinion, if you want to be a social influencer, you need fingers in pies. You need fingers in social media. This is why I've started TikTok. This is why I should probably tweet, but I don't tweet. Um, and this is why in, this is why Gary V will say you take away any of those main social media um, platforms and I will still thrive Um, and that is why I got into podcasting because now my podcast it it probably doesn't rival my Instagram and my YouTube but it's climbing you know and so take away my YouTube I've got my podcast take away my Instagram I've got my YouTube take away YouTube and Instagram I've got podcasts take away podcasts I've got YouTube and and TikTok you know And, and and those are the ideas behind putting your finger in pie because if you want to be a social media influencer you need to be on social medias plural not just instagram because we don't know what's going to happen in the future definitely is going to be here for a while okay so you've got some security in that but it would be stupid to have one avenue you know and this is why a lot of these instagram influencers once they start becoming irrelevant are going to fade Um, especially like instagram models because once you stop getting as good looking, you know, you've not got the market there anymore, so you might have all these followers, but now people are like, oh, you're not what what you used to look like, so you need to be multi-dimensional on there, which is why I try and put as much variety in my posts as possible, so I'll do some quirky posts, which are just literally a short caption with no information, but funny, and I look good, yeah? Then I'll do some, Q&A type stories, but then I'll do my own stories where I rant about something and then I'll do um, stories about my training, but then I'll also do posts that are directly linked to certain topics and then I'll do Posts that are directly related to me. So I've got all these boards of storylines That people are paying attention to and they wait for so now Whenever I make an informative post People rush to it and go. Oh, there's, there's another informative post for Josh Or when I do another off-season update or an on-season update, people go, oh, I'm going to know how much Josh weighs, I'm going to know exactly what he's eating, I'm going to know exactly what his training split is. And people get enticed into that story. Um, And the same thing for stories, you know, actually Instagram stories. And the same thing for YouTube. It's about telling the story and dictating the story um, as well as you can. Um, And and if you were to just have one platform, you're going to have to diversify your story. But I would... Urge you to get onto another platform, at least as a backup, and if not three platforms, which is why I'm trying to build up right now. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where I wanted to go with that question um, about what did you do if Instagram died tomorrow? Well, I've got thirty thousand uh, YouTube subscribers and I get fifteen thousand views a video, so it's actually more weight than Instagram is, you know, and vice versa. Like I can I can drop one off, not that I'd want to, because I'm much better off having both um but just something to consider um finally a little bit of investing so i do a little bit of investing into bitcoin um i put a little bit here and there into kind of like netflix or whatever i use a I use a, an app called Etoro, um, which is super super easy you can just actually just follow the top investors and mimic what they do. You can literally click copy this investor and all your money will just copy what that does by percentage. So if you've got $100, it will split the percentage the same as someone doing a million dollars, which is a really, really cool thing. I really have a very little amount of money in that, so this is why it's right at the end. I used to do a lot of investing into Bitcoin. I actually made a pretty good amount. I reckon I made about eight or nine grand off Bitcoin when it boomed because I bought like three of them when it was like $4,000 and sold them when it was like 10 or something, maybe maybe 9, um, which is pretty good, but that was like 3 years ago now, I can't believe it was that long ago, so that money's gone, <laughs> um, so those are the things to do with where I earn money, um, pretty much, I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else that I earn money, um, probably not, now, there are things that I'm doing to set myself up for the future, um, with the money that I've accumulated, obviously I don't live... I don't pay rent. I live with my mum, technically speaking, and then between my mum and my girlfriend, so I don't pay my girlfriend rent and not pay me rent. Maybe I should do, um, and if it would, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that much anyway. So I've got savings. I've managed to save a lot of money this year, um, but that's dead money. That's dead money in an account in a, in a very very low uh, percentage account. You know, like your current account is not doing anything with that money. Um, so I'm going to start putting a little bit of money into ISAs. Now we know we can put about 20,000 tax-free into ISAs and get a percentage on that. It's a pretty low percentage, but it's better than no percentage. Um, I've also got help to buy ISA for when I want to buy my first house, which allows me to do a 5% mortgage and I'll match anything up to about 10 grand, I believe. I can't remember how much it is. Someone's going to reply to me and tell me how much it is, but looking to help to buy ISA. Um, I'm actually probably going to buy to let first off. So the help the buyout is going to be insignificant anyway, um, and then you can look into things like pensions, but just be conscious that your pension you can't touch till you're fifty-five. So if you're young and you really want to play the young game, the long game, like for me that's twenty-nine years, and if I put away a hundred pound a month however long, I cannot touch that money. It's 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 gone. You know, if I, whatever I send to that pension, it's gone until I'm fifty-five, um, or even a little bit later. I think it is. And let's be real and morbid about it, men, our average lifespan is like 73, 74, so you're saving all this money all your life for like potentially 10 to 15 years of having it, you know, when you could be spending it elsewhere, I don't know, that's just what's been going through my head, Um, I feel like maybe investing into a house is going to be a little bit better return for me because someone's going to be paying off the mortgage for me. Um, and I can sell the house whenever I get it. And if I can do it well, you know, you can, you can, you can pay those off pretty darn quickly. I'm talking about like a fairly cheap house, not like a multi-million pound house. <laughs> um, so those are things that you need to consider. Um, you also need to consider how much your earnings are going to be and whether you need to set up as a limited company because there are tax evasions, tax evasions, tax efficient ways to set up your business, um, so for example, I am set up as a limited company. I pay myself a minimum wage, um, which I don't get taxed on. I then take dividends from my company um, and get put, charged 19% on that. So whatever I take out of my business is 19%, 19% tax versus, you know, whatever the top bracket could be. That's potentially what you could be saving, right? So say I earned, let's say I earned two hundred thousand pound a year on tax. Uh, on self employed or employed by someone, I'm getting 40 50% taken off me. Whereas if you're a company, a limited company, you can pay yourself, I think it's up to 50,000 dividends of 19%. So you'll say, you know, about 50,000 pounds, you're, you're only paying 90% on versus like 30, 40, or whatever it may be. So this is something to consider. And then obviously, if your threshold grows, um, 85,000 pound threshold for VAT registered, that's something you also need to consider. Um, obviously that'd be a long way in the future for a lot of people um are you offsetting things against your business you know are you offsetting things against your um your sole trade or whatever it is your car are you driving places are you working from home that means you can actually uh, put half of the rent or half of the place that that you're living working on on your business because it's it's your it's your it's your office space you know so when i moved to london in april half of our rent or half of my rent I'm gonna be able to put on my business and claim some of it back because this is my working space and, and something that I'll be um using um for my business. So that's something to consider as well. Um that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it what I want to talk about. Like I, I can't really go into giving advice because I need advice myself. So there's no point me giving advice what I need. A lot of people say can you help me on this? Can you help me on investing? Can you help me on Bitcoin? I'm like, no, because I don't know what I'm doing myself and I don't want to give you wrong advice. But those are the ways I earn money. Those are the things I'm looking at to save money. Those are the things I'm doing um, to keep myself on top. I've got an accountant. I've got a wealth manager. Yes, I've got to pay the money. Yes, I've got to pay a lot of tax. But the way I see it is the more I pay out in terms of saving my money the more i'm gonna save money the more tax i pay the more money i'm earning so you know and because it's the law (laughs) i'm not really bothered by it um i was thinking oh my god my tax bill oh my god my tax bill obviously you've got to pay at the end of the year being a business i'm thinking i've got to save all this money in my bank but actually it's the law so who cares you've got to do it so what's the point of complaining about tax that's my uh my thing on there um, I wanted to just finish up with passive versus active income now passive income would be something that is just passive would you believe it something that you don't need to actively put work into to gain money so for me my sponsors my one off posts um, potentially investing um, are my active sorry are my passive income now versus active which would be things that I've got to actively do coaching merchandise things like that now my goal my goal is to build my passive income up enough to be able to cover my rent and my, my bills. Um, so, for example, if I could build just arbitrary numbers here, let's say I've got a a £5,000, I'm using a big number here, so you guys can't work out how much I'm earning. <laughs> let's say I've got a £5,000 rent to pay, which would be absolutely horrendous, by the way, um, and I, I would want to build my passive income so all my sales from... from, from Supplements CBD or whatever up to five thousand pound a month So that whatever I earn above that is just savings and I can put back into my business. That is my goal And I think that's a really good goal for social influencers to have and to learn about passive versus active income What are you passively making by just being there by just being a face? Um, versus how much do you actively have to do and if you have to actively work for that? to, to kind of live your day-by-day life then you are in no way, shape or form in a position to be spending money on stupid shit. <laughs> I think that that's one of the good things that I've got from these billionaires on on, on YouTube, like Grant Cardone and, and Gary V, or, or multi-millionaires, I should say, hundreds of millionaires, is don't outspend what you passively make, because it's just stupid. Otherwise, you're just taking away from your hard-earned work. I remember me and my friend, we used to put up marquees, we used to get £10 an hour, and at lunchtime, we'd go to the shop and spend £12. We'd be like, well, there's an hour gone. And that's the mentality I take with with active versus passively. If I've if I if I if I've got my all my bills covered, plus like £200 or something, and then I go spend £100, I'm like, that's fine. I didn't need to do anything for that £100. Obviously, I did actually, but because of the work I've put in over the last five years, that extra £200 allows me to spend an extra £200 without losing my time into my business. But let's say I've got a thousand pound rent and I only actively earn 500 no, so I only passively earn 500 and I actively earn I don't know, let's say 1500, everything over that a thousand pounds, I'm burning into my own time that I've put in to actively work for money if that makes sense. So I'm very, very keen on, on this active versus passive income spending and don't outspend what I'm passively earning. Um, to a certain extent, obviously, if you want a big holiday, sometimes you've got to do what you got to do because you actively work for those things. You actively work for a reward. But if it's something like basic, like uh, a new pair of Gucci shoes, like I got a pair of Gucci shoes, right? I didn't buy them for myself; my girlfriend bought them for me. Um, but like paying seven hundred pounds for a pair of shoes, like are those pair, if they do, then it's great. But if do those pair of shoes give you the same satisfaction of what seven hundred pound of spending your own active money? active money, you know, somewhere else, is it the same thing, so for example, £700, me and my girlfriend, has probably spent like, £700 each, on two holidays, like Budapest and Prague, uh, sorry, Budapest and Rome, I'm pretty sure, together, we spent about, £1,200, £1,400, so that's £700 each, so those same Gucci shoes, can give you two whole different experiences, for eight days, or for four days each, in two different communities, like, it's obviously it's about like what you value versus what someone else values but in terms of my own personal values i'm just trying to remain i'm trying to keep that passive income going up and the active income where it is and eventually eventually one day that passive income will get very very close to the active income and then you can start to become financially free because you can reduce the active income to be taking over by the passive income Passive income can also come in the form of like housing properties and and having two or three properties. So if I build a portfolio, I can get to the point where I don't need to actively do anything anymore. I can just have money coming into my account because of the work I've put in. So my goal is to have my passive income chase my active income and to the point I can get to where I can pull down my active income and I can do less but still earn the same and and just be conscious of that active versus passive. So um, that's pretty much where I wanted to finish there. I have a few questions I wanted to go through. Obviously, I'm going I'm to extend this one a little bit because I've not been around for a while. So if you guys are bored already, I'm sorry. But here's some questions. Dealing with self-doubt. Uh, probably the hardest thing that I dealt with this year was, was probably a little bit of self-doubt and did I have the physique ready for, for the pro leagues and all this kind of stuff. And I think my biggest piece of advice is give yourself the right people around you a few conversations with my girlfriend, a few conversations with my mum, with my coach, probably just those three actually, um, they really, really drive your own self-worth, you know, and your own insecurities upwards, um, or downwards, whatever it is, they make them less insecurities, <laughs> um, and that was the biggest changer for me, self-doubt is probably, you know, no champion, ever got to where they were without doubting themselves, you know, the difference was just how they conducted themselves within that self-doubt, so if you can stick to the plan when you're doubting yourself, there's going to be a point where you don't doubt yourself anymore, you know, if you've got the right people around you, you're putting the right steps in front of yourself, there'll be a point when when you just overlap that, and, and you've got to stay consistent to it, so that's how I dealt with it, stress affecting weight loss, does, does stress affect weight loss, 100%, Uh, my girlfriend's a perfect example of this, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, but she has a very stressful job, her cortisol levels are probably absolutely stonking, she gets up at 5am, no one wants to do that, it's dark, you have to go to the gym, cortisol rises, sympathetic state rises, she then goes to work, into a stressful environment, has a coffee, that's sympathetic, has a very very large amount of responsibility, that's stress, all day has meet like three hour meetings and then has a break and then another three hour meeting and then she's like that's stressful she's then got to worry about getting the tubes all the way home and if they're cancelled and how she's going to get home that's stressful so not from literally 5 a.m until 7 p.m maybe seven thirty p.m and even then she's got to come back home cook a meal before she can even sit down like that is not an environment to lose weight that is You can, obviously, lose fat, and you can lose body fat and stuff, but it's not an environment to do it. Your body's looking for survival to reduce the stress to be in a parasympathetic nervous system state. So, yes, it definitely can affect it. Do I think being open about steroids will affect sponsorship and placing? So, I talked about sponsorships here. No, if the sponsorship's going to affect what I talk about, then fuck that. That's not for me. Um, I have amazing sponsors who I'm unbelievably grateful for. Uh so i'm fine with that placings i do think it might do um but I'm, I'm not really massively open about it i just say yes i'm on it i'm not really i don't really go like this is what i'm taking milligram by milligram unless it's like trt dose or like cruising or whatever because that's just normal. like that's not really a big deal but when i start putting things in my body that are potentially harmful um not that trt won't be harmful but I'm I'm less inclined to do it. I'm less in, I'm I'm not that person who's saying look at me I take steroids every single video. It's more just like no this is just part of the parcel. And more often than not most pros are sort of talking about it now from what I've seen. I've seen a lot of people just admit it openly which is nice. I just think as long as I'm not overt with it then then it should be all right. Uh, but what what do you think the most off-putting characteristics in someone? This is from Sheepy, Sheepy Boy. Um, I, you've asked this question a few times. I've not answered it because I've had to think about it. And I think I think someone who is difficult because i th- I was going to say someone who's only out for themselves, but I'm a big believer in actually you need to be there for yourself and you need to put yourself first sometimes. But someone who manipulates maybe their surroundings to benefit themselves in, like, a shady way, so, for example, I had this friend at school, a friend at uni, and, like, say, for example, we all wanted to go out for dinner, and we didn't know where yet, but he knew where he wanted to go, say he wanted to go to Nando's, he would he used to go around all of our friends individually and be like, oh, where do you want to eat tonight, and they'd be like, I don't know, he goes, oh, I reckon Nando's would be nice, and he would try, like, implant that into everyone's, like, he, but he used to go around separately and say it, and I found that real proper shit, like, real shady, just, like, why don't you just let everyone else make their own decision? Why have you got a plan to plant seeds in the head? Like, why have you got to manipulate people to what you want to do? So that kind of manipulative... Like, manipulating people is essentially marketing. So I'm not necessarily against manipulation. Manipulation is, like, the demonising word of it. So manipulation for, like, personal gain, I'm not fine with. But manipulation for, like, potentially their gain... I'm kind of fine with. So for example, this is maybe just explain that so I don't sound like an absolute psychopath. Like marketing right is just showing people what they want to see, um and how they wanna see it, which is a form of manipulation, right? You're showing them what potentially what could happen, what could not happen. Um but for their benefit, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. So for example, I talk about C B D and how it's cool and how it can reduce anxiety and how it can do this it. like it's it's letting people with anxiety and, and stress go, Oh, oh really? And then you you've kind of got a hook in and then you explain a little bit more and then you've almost manipulated them into buying it, but then it helps them. Like that's for me that's not necessarily a problem because that's that's life. Like every advert you see is manipulation, but just like a form of. But when it's manipulation for your own personal gain and no one's else, like I'm you need to buy this pre-workout or you need to buy this product because it's the best thing ever and then it only just directly puts money in my pockets and doesn't give you anything, then I'm not really cool with that in my opinion. So just to clarify, manipulative people for personal gain is maybe my off- most off-putting characteristic. Rest periods between sets. Um, so big be- be- at the beginning, when you're trying to produce as much mechanical damage, as much as you need. I've had up to 10 minutes rest. You want to be able to put as much effort into these sets as physically possible. Um, You want to be fully recuperative. You want your ATP, your creatine phosphate, your whole energy system to be restored, which can take up to five minutes, six, seven minutes sometimes, depending how well you've depleted it. Um, And then when you work into more metabolite work or blood flow work, blood flow restriction work, definitely a lot less. Um, So isolations, you can move into like 30 seconds to two minutes. Um, and then, you know, upwards of five to ten minutes on, on those big compounds. Um, three things that have changed my life since last year. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing for me is my girlfriend, who's had a direct, she's not going to let like me saying this, but she's had a direct effect on my mindset, on my outlook in life, on my motivation, which is all the other three things, um. She she's the one of the most inspirational people that I've ever. She's gonna think I'm just saying this because I know she's gonna listen. But Amy, you are one of the most inspirational people that I've ever met. Like she's a fucking boss. She she deals with so much pressure, so much work, gets shit done, barely complains, barely does a little bit. (laughs) Um, But she is just like she's twenty. She's twenty nine. She's you know very very high up in a company. She's only gonna go up higher. She is in. She's full of integrity. She's loyal. She is caring. She's the most. She has pulled me up in the dark. She pulled me up in the depths and said, "Come on, let's get this together. You know, let's make a plan." She slows me down when I am going too fast. She helps me run through ideas, but she also doesn't impose her own. Like, like we're different people, right? Like, what I want to do is different, necessary than what she thinks I should do. like. She would never talk about finance and money and all this kind of stuff. I would, like so she's very very understanding of who i am as a person and she's not afraid to give her own opinion she's like not afraid to be like no nah, that's fucking wrong like no nah, that's stupid or she's or she's not afraid to say i wouldn't do that but you do what you want to do you know because that makes you think you don't want to be surrounded by yes men uh, you don't want to be surrounded by people who are just going to go yeah that's a great idea yeah that's a great idea because actually what if it's not a great idea and it fucks you up you know what if i say something that fucks it up like that's not what you need around you, and, and having someone like Amy around me has has massively made me. Re- I still, I'm still fast at things. I'm still, I'm still like skipping steps and doing things very, very fast. But I'm way more in control. I way, I think about things more often. I run things past her. I, I've learned to talk about things more, more and more because I've always done things on my own. Um, I'm an only child. Don't have siblings. Always just live with my mum, and that is it. Like my dad left when he was like 12, when I was 12, not him. <laughs> Um obviously he lives in Dubai, so I don't talk to him loads, right? I don't talk to I, I talk to him a lot more now because of business, but when I'm moving through things fast so fast and it's all in my own head, it gets jumbled, you know. So that process of just telling people about my day, telling, you know like I talk to my mum now more about about everything because I've learned the importance of having someone's opinion on it, um, that Amy has provided to me. But not only that, she's pushed me to be to just to do more, you know, and just be more, and to do more for her, and like, I I, want to be able to provide her the best, the best ever, so, I'm just going to work hard for that, so, I'm going to leave all three things down to that, yes, five foods for optimal health, Um, and then one more question after this, so, five foods for optimal health, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, a good fatty meat, yeah, I'm going to say a good fatty meat, like a, a good organic grass-fed meat, and I'm going to say some organs, heart, liver, kidney, anything like that, full of micronutrients, full of just absolute brain food, um, and then I'm going to say vegetables, if that can even be one food, vegetables for for all the micronutrition, the fiber, um, and then am going to say... I'm gonna say maybe um, a pretty good fish like an organic wild salmon with omegas in it um, a good fatty cut of fish and then I'm gonna say I reckon that's pretty much it I reckon that's pretty much it I think maybe things like tubers some some root vegetable I guess there's vegetables that's it I'm gonna stick up four vegetables a good meat organ meat. And a fatty fish. I reckon that's all you need to be optimal health. Probably gonna be wrong, but that's what I think. Final question, guys power building versus bodybuilding for gains. So, power building is like the mixture of powerlifting and bodybuilding. So, you'd probably start with like, you know, a five by five or a three by three or a lower rep range type movement and then move into higher rep ranges um, versus bodybuilding, which is just gonna be completely for higher rep ranges so uh bodybuilding wins funnily enough bodybuilding is better for bodybuilding power power building is better for not really either or it's just like being good at both rather than excellent at one um like bodybuilding is an isolation sport it's about how much you can deliver to a muscle rather than how strong you can make the muscle so uh hundred percent if you want to get the most make the most gains, do one thing over the other. A lot of people message me saying, Oh, how do I get really really big but then also play tennis still? I'm like, You can't like <laughs> you I mean you can, but like you're probably not gonna do very well at either. Um So pick your poison, choose which one's best. And we'll leave it there guys, we're closing on 55 minutes, it's a big long one, Um, I'm not going to edit it, I'm just going to update it as is, upload it as is, I hope you guys enjoyed this one, I'm looking forward to being back, Cambodia in 8 days, I'll definitely, I think I'll try to get my girlfriend on the podcast uh, while we're away, uh, on the beach or something, but if you guys have any questions as always, you can find me at Josh Bridgman on Instagram, Josh Bridgman Fitness on YouTube, uh, Josh Bridgman on TikTok, and I'll see you guys very very soon, peace.